Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is an episode for, I guess, myself. (laughs) Um, I was just inspired, so I wanted to write this about um, badges. It's just, that's my word for the things that define you in your life. So a badge is the thing you feel when you're either on a high or on a low. And it's really striking to see just how different you perceive yourself and your very worth. And it's almost like a hallucination because your life can change completely in your perception, just in the blink of an eye. And it's all because of pretty small and insignificant factors just in the scheme of your life. Not to say that they're not powerful. So for example, one day maybe you get uh, an accolade of some kind at work or for some sort of performance. So you feel like you're a star. You feel confident, like you don't need anybody and you don't need to call people back. You're famous. Everyone loves you. So you might see yourself as powerful and you might more freely spend money. You might look better to yourself in the mirror and maybe you just feel younger, sexier, Like you just feel like you impress everybody. And the flip side of that coin is when you feel you have failed at something or you perceive your worth as lower. So for example, maybe you met somebody you liked, you texted them and you never got a text back. So suddenly you feel fat, ugly, clumsy, talentless, incapable. And maybe you feel that everyone else sees you as gross. So it just one experience can shift your entire perception of everything and everyone. All of these external factors or badges are so unfair to you to be judged by, to be owned by something so little and so dumb. And you don't have to be. And that's why I'm recording this. So if you're in a place when you feel bad, where you feel bad about yourself based on something external, like a definition, so much so that it's taken control of the opinion you hold about yourself, then this is for you. And I would like you to think about it very carefully and maybe listen to it twice. Because if you're in a, in a cycle of feeling worthless over something outside of you, that is a dead-end thought pattern and you got to turn it around. Because just like anything else, it just has to be untrained. So I have, I think, four parts to this, um, and I'm going to post the blog version, as usual, on Teaspoon of Happy, um, probably the end of this week or maybe the beginning of next week. Um, alrighty, so part one is about how, how do those badges take over? Um, so here we go. So they pretty much live in your head. They have nothing to do with anyone outside of you. It's just a reflection of how you feel about yourself. So 
it's got the power to crush you, and yet it's completely uh, disconnected from reality. And there's such a stark difference between your perception, and that has nothing to do with what is uh, your value in reality. So it's only reflecting your value of yourself to yourself, which is, I think, really important to realize. Because it's an emotional perception that gets tangled up with self-worth. So it's not, not tied to your worth in this world and in your lifetime. It doesn't define you in the least. No matter what this thing is, is not dictating your value as a person. It's completely felt in whatever scale in your mind solely. And it's so powerful that it can become self-fulfilling because... You are the one that sees these things that are allowed to lift you up and tear you down. You are the one that has given them these things, their power. And regardless of how big they feel to you, when it comes to the rest of the world, they are all very, very small. No matter what it is, if, even if it feels like it's the biggest thing in the world that everyone can read it on your face, whatever it is, it's not, no one else sees that except for you. Um, and they don't have to define you in this way because to somebody else, like whatever badge you're feeling you don't have that defined you in some way, that same thing might mean nothing to somebody else. It might just be a minor pebble in the road. It might not have any control over their emotions. It might not affect them at all. So it's just somehow powerful to you, <clears throat> which brings me to part two. How did you get into this external definition space? So what made you so vulnerable to this thing? Well, very simply put, somehow you allowed an external badge to mean more than yourself. And that might be because of your parents. So sometimes our parents dictate what is of value in us, like what we designate as meaningful or powerful or worthy. So maybe you grew up with a parent who kept telling you, you were not pretty and you would never be pretty. So that's something that has such importance in your brain. Like your physical appearance is like holds so much power because of something your parent coded encoded into your thinking when you're a child. Or maybe your parents think of title and money or job, a specific kind of job as very, very important to being a success or to being worth something. So that's probably controlling a lot of your behavior and making you feel like this other thing, unless you have it, is you're not worth anything. Because, like, that's what your parents said. That's probably what I would think, too. Um, but if it's not your parents, sometimes it happens when you fixate on something you want at any cost. So it'll be something that represents an ideal to you, um, and you kind of hand over your feelings, like you hand over the keys to your feelings to this thing. And it's a way of creating, a, I guess, a language or a way for you to feel comfortable with pain, uh, with worry, with feelings of insecurity. You put the, the keys to this pain in some other external thing, like, let's say, an Oscar. If I had an Oscar, I would feel powerful and successful. 
like you make that feeling contingent on the Oscar. So it's like you hand the Oscar the keys and that's, that is a self-defense mechanism, but it is completely false. And that pursuit is false. That feeling is there of insecurity, whether or not you have that thing. So you're actually putting yourself on a, a trail that's a dead end. And just creating these definitions in our life, this equals happiness, this equals love, this equals I'm pretty, this equals whatever it is, we all do it. And it's just to make you feel more comfortable and in control when you have really uncomfortable negative feelings that you don't like having to feel victim to. So it's a way to manage pain. Um, but regardless, it's great to have goals. Goals are always a, a good thing to have because it just gives you something to strive for in growth. But you should never allow yourself to make a goal more important than you and your feelings of self-worth. Because your worth exists outside of all goals. It's always golden, period. Your value as a human is far superior just as you are to any other external anything, any job, any detail about your body, any statue. At the end of the day, all of that is superficial and it's just stuff. The trophies, the jobs, the shape of your hair, the one random person who doesn't think you're the one, it's not worth abandoning you for. And your happiness and success as a human does not lie in them or that thing. It, it comes only from acting in alignment with your own highest values and by loving yourself. And you can love yourself just by being proud of who you are, by trying your hardest, by showing up for yourself, by coveting yourself like a really good friend would. And this is a relationship that is always the most valuable because you, your spirit and your beauty is unquantifiable. And that always has that unquantifiable value. It's priceless. No matter what you are doing or not doing, whether or not somebody else likes you, think you're good or bad at something, you, your most important job is to covet and foster appreciation and awareness for yourself and what is great about you, that you are always loved no matter what you do, just by being yourself. You, that is your role to yourself, to remember investing in your value outside of all external factors. That's just, that's what makes you great. It's just that you, you are you. And how dare you put a trophy before that? You, if you can't see that, that's something, I think, just a starting point. Some, somewhere to start. Why do I not see how great I am? So if you are feeling bad about yourself right now because maybe you lost something uh, external, or maybe you feel you are lacking something external, maybe you should look at the fact that you have somehow allowed that external thing to take your keys in some way. Somehow you gave this thing power or rank over you. 
or maybe you just kind of fell into a habit of almost using it, this thing as like a, a salve or like a painkiller. Like a lot of the time you get into a habit of like comforting yourself by using things to make you feel better or less insecure. So things like, you know, wearing a low cut shirt because you want to feel sexy and you want people to look at you or I, I mean, for a girl, or if you maybe use your job, like your success at your job as a way to feel like you're a quality human being, despite the fact that you feel not good about yourself deep down. So whatever it is, it's human. It's normal. It's cool. But I just want you to think about what it means to be you outside of all this stuff and how you can get more humbly grounded as the real you outside of all of this other stuff. And I want you to try and rebuild a connection to what makes you special and lovable and perfect and successful just being you, living as you, happily. And uh, I think we'll just start there. So I have some tools. They're kind of all over the map. Some of them are for pain. Some of them are for bad habits. Some of them are for uh, mantras, just like when you get in a, I guess, a low self-worth thought habit. So I will post all of them, as I said, in case you don't have a pen. Ready? Part three. Here we go. So the first tool I'm calling, I wish, I should, I always. I wish, I should, I always. Those always sort of call out a belief about yourself that you're just, ah, I'm going to mess up again because I'm a bad person. So if it's a, a bigger belief about yourself, you might need to have a good mental massage like with a therapist because um, sometimes they take, they're deep, so they have to be gutted. In the interim, I wanted to give you uh, my weird perspective on a way to, like, stop that thought pattern. Uh, and it helps, I think, to next time you hear yourself saying something like, I wish I blank, I should have blank, I always blank, just call yourself out. Like, listen to how annoying that sounds to you. Like, how much you're sick of it. Almost like oh man, there's that broken record again. I'm so sick of that voice. Like that is the most annoying, complainy, broken record, whiny voice. So like hear it as like a third person almost and say, just like call yourself out. Almost like this voice is like this annoying little brother who lives in your head. Like, and just I don't know, basically do a giant mental eye roll, like, okay, and I'm just sick of that thing. Like, shut it up. Uh, it's kind of like verbally bitch-slapping yourself <laughs> by saying, like, and, okay, let's stop that. Like, you can even call yourself by name. Like, I'd be like, all right, Sarah, we're all sick of that annoying little voice. So, verbal bitch-slap, tool number one. <laughs> uh, tool number two. This is called Van You which is a play on Van Gogh, get at the artist. So this is like you're, you're the same as an artist, as a fine artist, or uh, a director or singer, someone with a singular voice, in that your mark, the one that flows from you and you alone, is the greatest value 
you have to offer. That is just your truest self. That is of the greatest value in you. So don't let that be undone or swayed or compromised by anything else. Your opinion and your truest instincts are what matters most, always. And I don't mean you just you shouldn't learn things. It's just about honing yourself. It's about evolving yourself and growing that self and practicing with that true self. So that is a truth that you should never forget. So if you like yourself and you are proud of yourself, it doesn't matter who else likes you. So I like to think of it as a director who makes movies that are really niche. And so like only a very small part of the population likes them or gets them. And the rest of the population probably thinks they're an idiot. But that person should not make something that everybody likes, this director, because to do so would degrade their greatest gift. And that goes for you as well. Your job is to be the best you and really protect the integrity of that self, regardless of what anyone else thinks. Because there are people out there who have bad taste, and there are a lot of people that have worse issues and more insecurities and filters that they bring to you and they overlay over you and interpret about what's good about you. And you're the one that should be the protector of what is good about you. You can't let somebody else tell you what is good about you. And I'm not saying that all of the learning you'll go through is not really valuable. And a lot of it is very, very important. It's an important lesson that's going to give you feedback about yourself. I'm just saying that thing, whatever it is, whatever feedback, should never, ever have license over your worth to you. You always should be on your side. So if you're not feeling convicted in yourself, like you're feeling like a failure, don't blame yourself for inexperience. Take your lessons as the gifts that they are. But spend some time really giving weight and, and importance and value to your own efforts. And I think you need to really be better about investing in your own instincts and know that your heart's in the right place because you might have abandoned your own instincts back a ways if you're feeling like you you have to listen to somebody else and what they tell you you are like you know you have an opinion somewhere like try and focus on that I think it helps to like really retrace like do, do I feel like I did all the things I was supposed to do? Do I feel like I am good? Is there something that I want to better because of me? Like, that I want for me? Just start there. Because that might be really the key to, like, fully embracing who you are. Number three. This tool I'm calling the bestie bodyguard. Best. Bestie. Like, best friend, not busty. So if you, have, if you haven't protected yourself for a long time and champion who you are, it might not feel very natural. So I think it's helpful to act as like a silent observer of yourself and your own actions. So to start to basically go through the motions of being self-protective and a champion of yourself. So you'll hear this little voice of reason in the back of your head, and you will carry yourself as though you are your own 
best friend and bodyguard. So you have to create habits of not allowing anybody else or any other thing outside of you to break through the wall of self-love and self-protective behavior. And I just mean behavior right now. So language, saying things that are negative about yourself to yourself, thinking things that are negative, uh, going through the motions as though you are changing your habits. So like whenever anybody else says something negative, like you're, you're going to tell yourself just like a best friend would like, nope, that is not something I'm going to allow to hurt me. I'm not going to allow that. I'm not going to think about that thing. It's not serving me. That's stopped at the door. Or if you feel your own like habits of language coming back in, nope, that's not allowed to come in either. So all the doubtful self-loathing, whatever it is, like, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to remind myself I believe in myself and I tried my hardest or I love myself. If this person doesn't get me, no biggie. I will say a side product of this tool is that even when you start going through the motions of acting like a person that really loves themselves and takes care of themselves and covets themselves, you are going to demonstrate your very worth to others as well. So people will often follow suit and think as just as highly about you and treat you better because you actually tell people how to treat you with the way you treat yourself. So like think about it like you are a, a shipping container <laughs> with very nice wood planks and lots of like stamps marked fragile, fragile on the side. And like all the, the, the way that you're treating yourself is like this white glove delivery service. Because when you see a package like that, you think, wow, whatever's in there is really, really expensive. It's really, really valuable. You, you have a different view of that item just by the way it's carried. Uh, moving on, number four. It's really simple, but it's a good rule. It's just a, gr a good rule to have in any circumstance. If you're beating yourself up about something or you're, you're just, you can't get yourself to stop being upset over something, the mantra is never cry over stuff because life is too short and you are a person, you have immense value, other people in your life have immense value. If something bad happens to the one of those people or to your physical person, that is something you can cry about. You have greater value because of just the simple fact that you are human. So if you are getting upset over something outside of a human, let it go. For a pet maybe, just let it go. It's not worth it. Life is way too short to waste time on a thing. And it's it's all going to get washed away in the end. All of the things you gather in your life one day will be gone. Okay, number five. <laughs> this is a silly name, but calling it drink from the fountain of you. So when you're in doubt about yourself and your own abilities or your own worth, it really helps to get grounded in you-ness. So like who you are deep down. I think it's really hard when you are in an environment that doesn't, it's foreign and it's like you're in a new field or you're in a new stage in your life and you don't really know how you're perceived. It can be uh, discombobulating to not have a tether to the ground of like who you are or what's great about you. So if you get into that place, 
it's really, really helpful to go surround yourself with the grounding feedback that reminds you of your tribe and of who you are. So things and people and environments, just influences of all kinds, all kinds that just reflect you and your soul and your truest passions to you. Uh, number six, this is uh, the extra strength Advil of kindness. It's, could have probably thought of a better one, but I know it's clunky. But basically, if you are feeling down on yourself, and especially in the confidence department, it really helps to, just like you take an aspirin or an Advil, just acts of kindness. I know it sounds weird because it's kind of disconnected from it, but like if you just try volunteering your time or doing something really nice for somebody at random, like you write somebody a nice card uh, or you give someone like a, a random really nice text or maybe you buy someone a gift for no reason. All of those little things make you feel really, really good about yourself and pretty quickly. Like, if you do, like, five or six of those things, like, it's like taking an, an Advil, a super-powered powered Advil, but made of confidence and self-love. Um, alrighty. Number seven. Just like me. And that's, like, my mantra. But it's, it's simple. If you're struggling to see whether or not something's good, if you're struggling to, like, have the perception of yourself or of your, your work or something about you, in like, but in the eyes of others, like if you're if you're really wanting to have feedback about if something's good or bad, and you're struggling with that, just the mantra, just like me. There are other people out there in the world, lots of them, that are just like you, and they would like what you would like. They would do exactly what you would do. They would have the same inclinations as you. They would behave like you. They would dress like you. They would like what you like in whatever situation it is and let that just be a comfort everything you think is valid every opinion you have is valid by default so if there's something you feel there are other people in the world that would feel that as well and that comes with that's true for self-love as well so if you if you get to a place of being very, very committed to be loving towards yourself and really liking yourself and who you are. It's just a great way to know, I like me. I know I am worth liking. I know I'm worth loving. I know other people in the world would love me too. It's just like an instant truth. If you love you, other people love you, period. All right, and moving on. Tool number eight. Pass, go, <laughs> and collect $200. So this is a tool for the times when you are just in a new territory in your life. And so if you're trying something for the first time and you're feeling really filled with doubt because you literally don't know what you're doing and maybe you, you know you're not doing it well and you feel really bad about that. So maybe you lack confidence in this area and it's painful to be a beginner or to be ignorant at something and and be so completely aware of your your own lack of strength and confidence and I know that this time is really really hard it's a lot of suffering because it's you're it's like learning to ride a bike I know it's a 
tired metaphor, but like you're going to fall quite a bit because that's what it takes to really orient yourself and to get good at something. It's like, it's going to sting because otherwise you're not even trying, like you're not, if you don't hurt at some point, you're probably not trying your hardest because you can't be great at something instantly. And I know it feels very, very uncomfortable to not be great at something. And sometimes it can feel devastating. Like you feel really, really bad when you wish you could have done better and you know you didn't do something up to your own standards. But this is the time that you have got to really savor that pain and wear it honestly. Like don't hide from it. Really just look at it. And know that that is a sign of really dramatic growth and change in you. Because it means that one day you're going to be an expert at this thing and you will just know. So the fact that you're here and you have the sting that hurts so badly, it's due to the fact that you are going for it. And you are the kind of person who is brave and hungry and you will reap the results because of it. And this is just part of that process. So the more meaningful the learning you're doing in your life, the more it will hurt on a kind of eye-opening scale. It's like when you fall hard, like you really look around at like, what was I, where did I fall? Like what was the, what was the rock I just tripped on? I know you feel exposed, but it's a, a beautiful scar to wear. And I think a good way to remember it is like, if you're in pain, you feel really crappy, that is a sign that you just passed go. <laughs> like, you're moving around that board. So collect $200 in mental dollars because you're moving fast in your life. And that is a very, very good sign. You've already moved far ahead of others, and you could probably, like, yell from where you're at and say, like, hey, follow me. There's a rock right there in that path. So, in general... If it helps, just know you can't move backwards, but you can move toward what you want in your life. And I say go for it, whatever it is, and know that all experience and all learning is always for the best. So in closing, whatever you think you are defined by, your resume, your lack of one, your relationship or your lack of one, your dress size, your title, your trophy shelf, your extensive collection of designer brands, whatever it is, know that it is a hundred times less interesting and less beautiful and special and complex and fascinating and powerful and charismatic and sweet and kind and funny and graceful and worth knowing than you, just you. And one day, all of the stuff... All the titles, just like your body, will be gone. And focus on that. You are alive on this planet for a limited amount of time. And you should be happy. You are a very incredible and amazing person. And you are very worth knowing. And foster that person. Foster the life in that person. Because your time is so precious. And you are changing every second. You are evolving forever. You're learning and shifting. You're going to let go of little different bits and pieces of yourself. And as you learn and mature and grow, you get to decide 
what you want to be and you will be that. So whatever you are allowing to upset you or define you, know that it doesn't matter and has nothing to do with you and your value and the grand scheme of your life. So instead of looking at that badge, look at what you want more of in your life to feel happy. Like look at what what your soul craves. What do you want? Who do you love? Who do you want to be as you? Who do you want to act as? What would make you feel proud as a human? That's what's most important. And just put all the shiny plastic badges down because they don't have any real value and you're the one giving the badge its power. It's all inside of you. So you're going to be with you for the rest of your life. And I say stand by that person through thick and thin because just like love, you must be unconditional for that relationship to blossom. So I hope you enjoyed this. And as always, if you like this, please share or review me on iTunes. And if you have any other topics you want me to address, please send them because they're very inspiring and I love them. So I send you my love and vibes of positivity. And don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.